Welcome back into The Voice Reason. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Friday. I'm going to step away from politics for just a moment here. Really happy to have this next guest on the program as we talk about things other than just bitterly uh, divisive politics, but uh, kind of an interesting topic as we talk about spirituality, we talk about religion, we talk about morality, ways to hold on to the family units and such, and a fascinating book has come across here. We had to get him on the program. Really happy to have on. He is the author of the book, The Light After Death, My Journey to Heaven and Back, as he's been there and come back. It is Vincent Tolman on the line with us here. Vincent, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Andy. How you doing? I am great. I appreciate you coming on the program. What a story you have. I've been reading through your book and obviously being appropriate for 20 years after your incident, but uh, going to the other side, visiting and seeing and witnessing the things that you did, um, I'm sure has changed your life, and I want to get into that here in just a moment, but we got to start at the beginning here. I have to ask, how in the world did you end up dead, uh, technically dead, in a public venue for 30 minutes before they tried to bring you back. Talk about your story here. Yeah, so um, I ended up taking a, a new supplement that, that was new in the industry at the time, and it was very popular, so it sold out everywhere. We purchased some online from Thailand, and when it came, we didn't realize that it was a 100% solution, and what we were using in the United States was a 5% solution. So Ooh. me and a buddy of mine, we both took it, and right off the bat, we knew it was toxic. So we thought, hey, let's go get something to eat. Maybe that's going to make us feel better. We headed down to a little burger joint down the street, and but my buddy made it through the front door, collapsed on the booth, and started to vomit. Mm-hmm. I made it into the restroom and locked the door, and I collapsed and started to vomit. My problem is I collapsed and fell on my back, so I ended up aspirating. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my buddy he he collapsed on his stomach on the booth, and they you know they called nine one one, hauled him away. But nobody knew I was in that bathroom. And and close to about 45 minutes to an hour later, um, a customer kept asking to use the restroom. Finally, the manager went and opened that bathroom door, and he finds a dead body on the ground. And and he, he can't believe he, he he almost started to vomit himself. Uh, he's like, oh, my gosh, not another one. And so he called 911 and got an, another ambulance there. And this team, they, they tried to work on the body for a few minutes, but nothing responded no heartbeat, nothing. And so they did pronounce the body dead. You were clinically dead the body bag. Yeah. yeah, clinically dead. They body bagged me and, and put me in the back of the ambulance. And meanwhile, they had a bunch of paperwork to do because they, they found a dead body and without, you know, without cause, they just, other than asphyxiation or suffocation. So they knew to, to do all the paperwork. It took them quite a while to do all the paperwork. It took about another 30, 45 minutes to do all the paperwork, have all the witnesses sign their sheets, they had a police officer show up, and he signed some paperwork, and then um, off they go to turn the body into the medical examiner. Now, at this point, I'm dead at least an hour, maybe up to two hours at this point. And um, in the back of that ambulance, there's a rookie. This rookie has been watching everything, and he feels dismayed that he couldn't make a difference for this dead guy. And uh, he feels this premonition, an inspiration, whatever you want to call it. And he feels God tell him, this one's not dead. And so he, he takes action on that. He unzips the body bag. And even though he could have been fired for it, he, he began attempting additional resuscitation, more than what the original two veterans had done. And uh, after the, the, the third round of shocks, he got a, a steady heartbeat to start in the body, which that's a miracle in itself and, and a miracle that he listened to that intuition. 
and 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 the other miracle is they did this a half block away from a hospital, a trauma center that had fully staffed uh, specialists to take care of this dead body so that they could bring it all back to life. So there was a whole team there ready to bring the body back to life as soon as it started started the heart back up. That is fascinating. The first question that I have is not only did, like you said, the divine intervention to make him want to try this, which is, you know, beyond belief already, but then, uh, I mean, just the potential brain damage you could have had without the lack of oxygen, without the blood flow across the body. It's, it's astounding to see kind of the, the state that you came in afterwards. Yeah. And, and, you know, clinically there was no brain damage. Uh, I went through a lot of tests to prove that. Um, now my teenage daughter might want to argue that, <laughs> but uh, but I I feel there was no brain damage. <laughs> Absolutely, that's great. But I'll tell you, you know, the one thing I did have as a, a a symptom of all of this is when the body did first come back, it went into all these seizures, and during those seizures, I hyperfractured um, almost all my molars in my mouth. Ooh. So over the next few years, over the next ten years, that my one at a time, each one of my molars just crumbled. And just kind of came apart, so I had to slowly and and uh, eventually replace all my molars. Other than that, not really any residual effects, other than the the occasional brain deadness when I'm talking to my teenage daughter. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, wow, <laughs> that is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Now let's get into the crazy part of this: is while this had happened, and while you had been clinically dead for this amount of time, whether it was 30 minutes up to two hours, however long this was, uh, obviously you've seen something from that other side. Talk about your experience. So my first thing that I witnessed is, is as I turned away from what was going on around the body at the hospital, because I was watching everything from above, um, I turned away from that and I started to feel all this warmth and love coming from behind me. So I turned towards that and I saw a man, a, a gentleman, all dressed in white, long white beard, long white hair. And my first thought was, this must be God. And he kind of laughed. He said, no, son, I'm not God, but I'm here. I'm your guide. I'm here to help you go wherever you want to go. I'm going to help you go uh, back to your body if that's what you'd like, or I can help you go wherever you want to go. And I told him, I said, wherever that love that's coming off of you is coming from, that's where I want to go. I want to go wherever you're going. And so uh, he, he explained to me that where he was from is our real home, and that was my home originally, and I could go back to my home if I wanted to. So we be, we began that journey, which it was quite a journey. Yeah. I, I pulled out my um, evangelical Christian card and I said, "Oh, I have my I have my backdoor pass to heaven. So here it is. What you know, let me in." Yeah. And he he kind of laughed at that. He's like, "That doesn't work that way." Um, you know. So- just real quickly, I don't, to I don't yeah. want to interrupt you here real quickly, but I, I got to ask just as the background for the listeners to understand. So you came into this experience with having the background in evangelical Christian faith, correct? Yes, absolutely. I was raised that way. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you there, but uh, I, I think that was important. So when did you start seeing the individual? When did you start hovering over your body? Was it while you were in the bathroom or once you were into the EMS? It was. So as soon as the room started to spin on me and I blacked out, I blacked out on the floor. The next thing I could perceive was watching, watching everything happen from above. Wow. So literally I started watching everything from above, but I didn't know it was me, the weirdest thing. And, and I know this is hard for probably some of your listeners to understand, but I didn't know it was me that I was watching, even though it was dressed like me, it looked like me, me was up here watching everything. So it couldn't be me. Hmm. It had to be someone who looked like me. Um, and you know, it, as odd as that is to say, that's what I believe. I didn't know it was my own death. I was watching, 
I thought it was completely external to me, outside of me, you know? So it took me a while until they actually uh, resuscitated the body and they were turning into the hospital at the, the ER when they strapped the body down in the middle of one of its seizures. That's when I realized it was me because I felt them restraining me where I was up here watching everything. That was the first inkling that I had that everything I'd been participating and witnessing of was my own death. And, and how profound is that? Like, where does your mind go when that happens? Well, my mind went to this extremely fearful place. And what pulled me out of that was this loving presence behind me. And right. I turned around to see it and see this gentleman. And it was see this, there. this gentleman, my guide. So the, the spirit guide, guardian angel, whatever you want to call this, uh, ended up leading you away from the body and showing you around, kind of giving you a tour of the other side then. Yeah, absolutely. He, he let me see a lot of things. It was really funny. I, I have a very inquisitive brain and mind, and I always have. So I wanted to see everything. I just wanted to see the vastness of the cosmos. And is there really this type of being? Is there really this type of being? Is there really this? And it was like, you know what? If if, if you can think it, there's there's a likely chance that that existence is there somewhere. And, and I, I was able to see the just vastness of the cosmos and how the all of creation is so vast, so bigger than our brains can comprehend, that we have to step outside the physical brain to actually understand and comprehend how large life is, how large life really is in this in the universe. And um, that was a, an amazing thing for me to get a grasp of of how much life is out there, and how life persists in all the different, you know, wild and foreign places of of creation, and how all of these different life forms, they look to us as, as the kings and queens because we are the gathering. We are the gathering of all the creation. And we're put into one, one test, you know, one, one experiment, uh, the human experiment here that, um, that we get to experience here. We're a gathering of all of the creations of, of the creator, and we're put into to mankind here. That's what we are. That's why they all kind of look to us and want to watch us and see what we're doing. Because kind of what we do is is a is an essence of what's going to end up happening to the whole universe. Wow! So you kind of got that insight from the other side. We're talking with Vincent Tolman, author of the book The Light After Death, which you can find on Amazon uh, right now. Did you feel a sense of any familiarity when you went back there? Obviously, when when the guide said that you're going home or you can go home and this is your home. When you started searching around and you started looking at everything, did you feel that sense of home or that warmth of, hey, this is where I belong and it's comfortable? I did. So that just being near my guy, Drake, as soon as I was near him, I, I knew I was home. And what was coming from him was this, was this tremendous amount of love that I didn't realize I missed. I missed that love so much because we come from that love. We're created of that love. And when we're here, we're not allowed to feel it the way it is there because if we felt it, we would we would not necessarily make our own free agency, our own choices. We, you know, our choices would be leveraged by that tremendous amount of love that we remember from our creation. So we do have to forget it to to come here and have um, complete free agency. Um, it's kind of like when you love your kids and they move out and they start making their own decisions. If if they're they're really understanding how much you love them, it, it influences their decisions. It does, and that's that's why God wanted us to have that veil of forgetfulness, so that we could really make independent thought and decisions here. Because it's it's important for us to feel 
that we are in charge of our own our own our own life, our own universe. We get to create what we want out of this life. Wow. And it, it starts with our thoughts. Our our thoughts are little magic wands. We get to create with them. <laughs> we get to create our universe in that sense. Did you get any other sense of understanding of, of different beliefs that we see around the world now, whether it's a reincarnation, like you said, of coming down and creating our universe, of coming down here multiple times? I mean, some believe that we come down to learn different lessons in different lifetimes and we come down multiple times or to come down to pay off karmic debt in some degree. I mean, did you get any sense of understanding of those issues? I did. Um, I got a very strong sense that is there reincarnation? Yes, for some, but not for all. It's not the same for everybody. Everybody gets their own individual path. And for some people, yes, there is reincarnation where they, they get to come and they experience something. They go back and they come again. They experience different things. It's kind of like seeing a good movie. They want to see all the good movies. So they're <laughs> going to keep coming as many times as they can to get as much as they can. Then there's others. They only need one time. They come here, they learn what they learn, they find their divine truth, they follow that divine truth, they create a positive world or existence for themselves, and they and they go forward learning what they needed to learn. So, you know, it's, it's like someone who, who goes to class one day and they can, they can ace the test, and other people, they've got to go every day for years and years and years and years before they can ace the test. And, and what the funny thing is, there is no test, it's just about when we feel completed, that is the test. And we're here to get that feeling of completion in, in ourselves. And if we don't feel it, then, then we, we are going to tend to want to come back and get some more of it, you know? Yeah, I love it. I'm probably on like lesson number 28 because it probably takes me a long time to learn some of this stuff. So <laughs> there is that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, did you meet anybody else there as well? Obviously, you had your guide with you, but did you see, I mean, other people talk about experiences of meeting ancestors or meeting Jesus, for an example, or, or God. I mean, what else did you see there? So I actually felt um, the 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 agency or the ability that we had to move uh, through space. I felt that was given to us by by Christ, by the Christ consciousness, by the 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 anointing of us as beings in God's love. And 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 essentially, whether you believe it or not, doesn't matter. But that's what that's what gives gave me the agency to move and and have that ability to move to get to heaven. And um, What's really beautiful about it, though, is is as I'm I'm going through this journey, I'm seeing all sorts of amazing things. I did see people. I didn't recognize any of them. I didn't even recognize who my guide was. And come to find out, he was my great 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 grandfather on my grandmother's side. I'd never seen him, never heard about him, never even heard his name in my life. Uh, but later, I was sitting in a little presentation, this little kind of podunk town in Wyoming. And here I, I got to see um, my actual guide on a, on a slide. They were doing a history of this town. He was one of the founders of the town. And, and here he was, larger than life. And, you know, from, from the 1800s, this is him. And it was so amazing to see the reality of my experience, you know. Until that point, it still, you know, hypothetically could have been just a delusion of some sort or something like that. But at that point, it really solidified it for me. Yeah. And later, I had many, many more um, confirmations. And, you know, I, I, it would take me a long time to describe all those. But I'll tell you, I, I know now, within a year of my experience, I knew without any shadow of a doubt that it really happened to me and that this is a real thing to help other people. And I need to start sharing it. So for years, I've shared it verbally and only verbally. And I kept the sacred nature to that. 
until I felt the calling and, and more to the demand of people listening to the experience that they wanted a, a physical copy that they could take with them and, and keep regurgitating and learning from on a regular basis. So I, I finally did break down. And, and as long as I felt the, the, the spirit of, of my creator allowing it, then I, then we, we created this thing. We, we uh, wrote this book to try to document my experience, an experience that that's outside of human words. We tried to put in human words, which that was a real hard thing to do. It took us a couple of years. Oh, I, I can imagine to try and piece all this together. I love it. It's Vincent Tolman, The Light After Death, My Journey to Heaven and Back. We got just about a minute or so left here as so we have to let you go. And I appreciate all your time that you gave us here because this is a fascinating story to me because it kind of reaffirms a lot of the ideas that people have that God is uh, the omnipresent, like universal consciousness of everything being connected by energy. And it sounds like this is almost a confirmation to that as well. If you could give one message to listeners about how to live their life now to be able to meet that on that other side, what would you tell them? So the first things first is I go get in front of a mirror and start loving the person that looks back at you. Because it, until you can do that, you can't really love God. You've got to learn how to love yourself, to, to really care about yourself. And once you get to that point, you can actually start loving others. You can love God. You can love, you know, your spouses, your your partners, whatever, your children. Uh, until you can look back and actually love who you're looking at, you cannot love anyone or anything outside yourself. Because anyone or anything outside yourself, if you don't love yourself, then that love collapses eventually. And so it begins with you. And if there's anything I could, you know, leave with the folks that are listening, that's it. Start loving yourself. And don't care about what's looking back at you. Don't care what color looks back at you, what religion looks back at you, what what uh, what uh, race, color, culture, um, lifestyle, whatever. Don't care about that. Care about that you love what's looking back at you, yeah. not how it's looking or who it's looking, but love who's there. And that's that's going to begin a huge thing for you. What a great message. I love it. It is The Light After Death. Make sure to check it out on Amazon, The Light After Death, My Journey to Heaven and Back, Vincent Tolman. Vincent, thank you so much for coming on the program, my friend. What an experience that you've had. I'm so glad that you're able to share this to individuals and help them as well. We love it. we got to get you back on the program again real soon, my friend. Awesome. It was great to be here, Andy. Thanks so much. Have a great day, brother.